Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World fandom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 151. Thank you all for joining me today on this wonderful day. It is now becoming fall in the Northern Hemisphere, and the leaves are beginning to change around me, at least. I don't know, in the uh, southern parts of the world, perhaps not. But it is beautiful outside right now. There's not a cloud in the, the, the bright blue expanse, and the birds are chirping, the groundhogs are scurrying, and it is a wonderful day to be recording. Today, we are talking about the Marauders, and I would give an intro to the Marauders, but this is a Quizmaster, so I'm not going to give anything away before we begin. That would be too easy for you, and I want you to, to, to really think about this, because this is a, you know, a spectrum of questions for sure. I, I, I tried to come up with a couple of difficult ones and a couple of rather easy ones, and of course, a challenge question at the very end of this episode to make sure you stick around to hear that so you can answer it on next week's episode, which I will then reveal the answer on. Before we get into this, I will give a quick shout out to June and Toby over on the topic suggestion form on the pondradiscussion.com slash contact. This idea did come from them, so thank you very much, Toby and June, for the idea. If you want your idea to become an episode on The Potter Discussion, it is of no cost to you. Just go over to thepotterdiscussion.com slash contact, put in your idea into the topic suggestion form at the very top of the page, and there you go. I will see it, and I will absolutely include it in the show. So thank you, Toby and June, again, and let's get into today's episode. Okay, so for you vets, you know how this works. We've got two main rounds here. We've got the warm-up and the main questions here. So I'm just going to kick it right off with the warm-up. We have got three questions going rapid fire. I'm not going to tell the answers until the very end of the warm-up round. So make sure you can keep track of your answers. Again, like I said, three questions that are coming at you right now. Get ready. Okay, let's do this. Number one, who are the Marauders? Number two... Which of the Marauders defected to the dark side? And number three, which house were the Marauders in? All right, you got your answers. You got to think. Okay, that was the one with Brown. Just to get your, your, your brain juices flowing, just to get everything kind of out there. But here we go. Question number one, who are the Marauders? Well, it is James, Sirius, Remus, and Peter Pettigrew. Those Marauders, simple enough. Number two, which of the Marauders defected to the dark side? Of course, Peter Pettigrew becoming a Death Eater and uh, selling out James and Lily, which is not a very thing, uh, not not a not a very nice thing to do. And number three, what house were the Marauders in? Gryffindor. I think this one might be the trickiest because a lot of people might be tempted to say Slytherin for uh, a couple of them, for, for Sirius and Peter, because a lot of Sirius's family was in Slytherin and a lot of Peter's uh, family was in Slytherin. And also, Peter's not a very brave person, if that uh, fact has made itself known to you in the books. But, alas, they were all in Gryffindor, and that's the question. So that was the warm-up round very quick. That was just to get your your brain flowing for the main round. 
You've got a lot more questions, definitely going to ramp up in difficulty. So if you are a pro at Quizmaster and you are a pro at uh, the Marauders, if you know everything about them, then you should be doing fine for this episode. If you are not, then definitely prepare because this is some pretty detailed stuff. So definitely get your get get your Google ready if you really have no idea. But try to answer if you can because that's what makes it fun. Okay, that was it. That was the warm-up round, and now we're moving into the main questions. So, let's move on. Alrighty, we are now in the main round of Quizmaster Marauders. If you are excited for this episode, give me a cheer. I heard that, of course. <laughs> but now we're getting to the main questions for this episode. There are seven questions that I'll be asking you over the course of this main round. And I will give you the question, then talk a little bit about it, maybe some context, maybe some hints. Then I'll give you the answer, discuss the answer, that whole bit. So I hope you uh, know a little bit about the Marauders, at least. Because, like I said, there are some easy questions, there are some more difficult questions, uh, and there are some questions in between. So if your knowledge is not pristine, you will certainly have a couple of chances to get the question right. And if you are a quiz master, marauders master, then you might do pretty well. I did use the uh, Harry Potter wiki page for this episode just to get some like uh, specific facts to tie into the questions. So I will have the link to that page in the show notes. And make sure if you want to uh, know anything, look at the questions that I'm asking a little bit, make sure you check out the show notes and the link to the Harry Potter wiki page of the Marauders will be in the show notes as well. So that is a quick uh, note. But first question, let's let's just do this. And this one is an easy one. I'm starting out in uh, a little a little easy. But here is question number one. What tool did the Marauders make that Harry used in the later books? Later books, starting around the third or fourth, it really came into being and really helped him in the fifth. So I didn't use a key word here that would definitely give it away. I instead uh, used a more broader term for the object that I am uh, referring to because this is a very well-known thing, and it is something that Harry uses quite a lot in the book. So if you already know, good job, actually, but just for those who don't, I'll give you a quick hint. Harry uses it a lot. That is the first hint that I'll be giving you, um, and it is a very, very broad hint. Like uh, This is the first hint of a couple if you really can't get it. So Harry uses it a lot. He starts, I'll be more specific, he starts using it. He finds it, or it is given to him in the third book, and he uses it every single book after that. And I think he still, has, does he still have it? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty valuable thing. Okay, so do you have it now? I mean, come on. Like, you, you you gotta know something. Well, the answer is the Marauder's Map. I didn't say map, I said tool, because if I said which thing, which map did the Marauders give him, I mean, you, you don't even have to have read the books to know that. But, so there you go, the Marauder's Map is the answer to this question. That is what the Marauders made, and then Harry was later gifted uh, the Marauder's Map by Fred and George, who found it in an old drawer of Filch's, which, that means I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a direct passage, because Fred and George said they found it in the first book, which is another piece of trivia, and they 
so they they got in trouble from Filch. They went to Filch's office, and a drawer was open. They saw the map. They took it, and that was that. But if Filch has it, I think Filch was, has been at the school for a couple years. And if the Marauders were in the the school, I think it was maybe like the seventies or the eighties, they definitely were in the school and you know going around the same time as Filch. Filch was probably starting out that time because he. I don't know how I wonder how how old Filch is, but uh, he's he's not you know young and just starting out. So I think he's definitely he was he was definitely at the school at that time. But so that's that's probably how it got passed down. It was just it's kind of cool. I think it was like a generally direct passage from the Marauders and Filch's friend George and then Harry over the years that it was traveling. Probably about twenty years. I mean, math here, The I, I don't have the exact years here, but I'd say about 15 to 20 years it took for the map to get to Harry, because they were probably in the school like 75, 73 maybe, and Harry went to, uh, was, was in the school in the 90s, so uh, likely a bit of years in between there, but it was definitely passed down directly to him. So there we go, that is question number one. Let's move on to question number two. Question number two, we are already here. So this question is definitely on the harder uh, scale of this episode. It is definitely nearing the you either get it or you don't kind of questions here, as as, as we've had in the, the previous episodes of Quizmaster. This is, this is a very... Hmm, this is a very two-sided question, because you either think along this line of this story in terms of what the answer to this question is, or you don't. I mean, it's that simple, pretty much. So, let's just, first I'll ask you the question, then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. So, the question is, who was the target of much of the Marauders' bullying? That is the question, and... Should I? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll give you some more context later, in like a minute or two, just so you can kind of think through, so you can mull it over, you know, mull it over in the hot water like Harry does in the fourth book. So the target of the Marauders bullying. We do see this just as your first hint. We do see this in a memory, uh, in the later books towards the end of the story. We do just see this in a memory. The the you know real scene of of the bullying happening, but the Marauders were bullying this person in Hogwarts. So I think you probably should be closing in on the answer pretty quickly now. But that is, I mean, pretty much all the help I can get without just giving you the answer. And this, the person who they bullied, really held on to this, and they 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 really were, I mean, pretty scarred from that. Which I think is something that Harry does not like about his dad. That his dad would do that to a person, and then we we saw in the memory it was pretty cruel what he was doing. So it was not a very fun time for Harry to watch that because it, it was Harry who saw the memory in this person's head. But that is one of the regrets of Lupin, which is another point to this. So Lupin was, I guess you could call him kind of the, you know, the the, the rule follower of the group, the one who kind of kept every, everything you know, in order, didn't really keep them from doing, you know, crazy stuff. But this was one of the things that he looked on, 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 and didn't do anything, which is one of his biggest regrets. 
because Lupin was there in the memory. We saw Lupin helping, pretty much. Not not really helping, exactly, but laughing along and not really trying to, you know, stop anything and just kind of being very loose with it, which is, I mean, great. I mean, I'm glad that he can have fun, but this is not the time to have fun, in fact. This is the worst time to be laughing at someone. So I don't think that this is a, a very noble moment for any of the Marauders and this person who they were bullying is definitely <laughs> thinking along that same line of thought. But if you haven't gotten already, the answer to this question is Snape. Snape is the person that they were bullying throughout the entire year of Hogwarts. They were, you know, throwing his books on the ground and all that kind of stuff. And it, it was made even worse by the fact that Lily was Snape's friend. First day, before they before they even went to Hogwarts, and they were like 9, 10. Uh, Snape and Lily were, were pretty close friends, actually, because they were the only wizards, uh, well, wizard and witch that they knew, and they could really talk about what they were feeling, you know, they, they drew very close because they were very much, uh, similar, and that allowed them to be able to speak their mind, their qualms, and just really kind of, you know, have a, have a person to talk to, so Snape was, I, I suppose he's called, he's called Severus in this, but, I mean, you know, Snape, uh, so Snape and Lily are, are, very very close and then they go to Hogwarts and they're, they're they're still friends but as we saw you know they kind of drew apart and then James came into the picture and Lily was also very very close to James in a different way and I think Snape wanted that relationship that James had with Lily for himself but I mean Lily just would never do that because Snape called her a mudblood and like it, it, to her face and she apologized and everything he he tried to make it up but it just it just never really worked so that's why Lily went to Snape and I think if if Snape hadn't done that I think they still would have been very good friends and I think instead of it would be Lily and James I think I would have been Lily and Snape and I think Snape wouldn't have been the mean teacher he wouldn't have gone over to the Death Eaters and he wouldn't have been able to be the spy for Dumbledore so that's only a pivotal moment that is I mean if you're thinking about it his bullying was really what saved the wizarding world so good job Marauders but also I mean come on there's so many there's so many better ways to do that but so that's the answer to the question. Snape is the person that, that the Marauders were bullying throughout the entire years of Hogwarts. But let's move on to question number three. And moving on right along to question number three. This one might be a little bit more of a challenge. This is definitely, again, one of those harder ones that I was mentioning. So let's just, I mean, do it. This question is, why did the Marauders become Enemagi or Enemagi. Why did they decide to have the ability to turn into animals? That that is the question. Because pronouncing that word Enemagi, Enemagius, Enemagius, that is just impossible. So why did they decide to gain the ability to turn into animals? That is this question. And this is one that I never intended to become a question, because I was I was thinking of a different question to be to to be in this slot, but this little fact caught my eye, and I pieced together a question that this this question, and I was like, I was like, wow, like that's a it's a pretty solid question to ask. So I did, and that is this question. I'm definitely more curious about what other people say. I and this is this is when I wish you know I, I could hear um other like you you guys thinking on the other end of this because I want to know what you think. 
uh, as someone who who does not you know just have the answer right in front of me, like 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 I do like I can't I I don't just press a button the questions get generated for me unfortunately I have to write them myself so the mystery is not a mystery uh, for me personally so it would be very interesting to hear the train of thought of someone trying to answer this question because there are a lot of reasons there's only one right answer but there are a lot of reasons why this could be and I think. The main one is going to be one that a lot of people say, and I think it's going to be one that trips a lot of people up. So if you said the thing that I'm going to say is a common football, then I... Pitfall? <laughs> football? <laughs> My gosh, what am, I, what am I doing? If you answered the answer that I said was a common pitfall, then perhaps I would like to know, because I want to know if that's a common thing. So, I mean, if, if you if you did, and then shoot me an email, I mean, thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com, that's thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com, because I would, I would really love to know, actually. I, I am very curious about this question, but enough dilly-dallying. The answer to the question, why did the Marauders become uh, an Imaji, is because they wanted to be more around Lupin, because Lupin is a werewolf, and they didn't want to, you know, just be, be you know, send him off and le- let him run and roam free and just be, you know, kind of scared and, like, wolfy and like that. They were like, no, we're not going to do that. So they became animals, and as, as explained in the books, a werewolf is a very large danger to humans, but it is not a a danger at all to animals. So they said, you know what, let's do it, let's become an Imaji, and James and Sirius became larger animals to uh, keep Lupin in check if he ever did decide to act out the naughty little wolf he is, and Peter decided to become a rat because... That's just what he thought. That was, he thought, you know, you know what, that's my passion in life here. That's, that's what I really want to do. I want to become a rat. So, I mean, good for him. Honestly, good for him. That's great. I mean, like, a rat, great choice. But personally, I mean, a stag, 100%. I would 100%. I mean, a dog would be great, but I feel like you would just be seeing this, like, cute little thing, you know? But a stag is, like, more, more, more meaningful, you know? And they're more rare, you know? It's not just anything. Like, if I could turn into a tree... That'd be great, but I mean, like, <sighs> turning into a tree just to, like, pick its leaves is kind of stupid. Well, that's a very bad example, but, like, uh, dude, turning into a common thing, I think, is less desirable than a more exotic thing for the region that you're in. For example, like, I don't get unicorns, remember, I maybe, like, you know, somewhere, you know, where you are listening, maybe you have seen a unicorn in your life, but, like, if I could turn into a unicorn, that'd be great, but if I could turn into, like, a, a common squirrel... I might not be as thrilled. It would be awesome, but I mean, you know, you you kind of get what I'm saying here. Um, so there you go. I mean, that that's that's really what I uh, what I was thinking. But the common football, football. No, I can't say that. Pitfall. Gosh, the common pitfall that I was thinking of was they would turn into animals because they want to get away with stuff and they want to sneak out of the castle. And they want to do all that kind of stuff because they are troublemakers. At heart, they are all troublemakers. And they want to, you know, find secret passages. That, that's, that's why they made the Marauders map in the first place. I think that's a fact that a lot of people don't know. They made the Marauders map to use it themselves, not to give to other people. So that is the answer to question number three, I think this is. Or frame before, I think it's three. So there you go. But let's move on.
Now I'm going to combine two questions into one, because I think one of them I gave you the answer to, so I think we should, we should make this at least a little challenging. And plus, these questions go together very well. So I'm combining questions four and five into just question five. So here we go. I'm going to kind of, you know, give you off both. Well, number one, well, number four, I guess you could say, what did they turn into? What did the Marauders turn into? And number five, what were their code names? So this question is very similar to the last question. What did the, what animals did the Marauders turn into? I think you know that already. And what were their code names? But you could just spiel off their entire code names. But I think for this one, I just want to, you know, kind of maybe get why they were called that. Because that is definitely going to be, you know, make you think a little bit more, which is why we're doing this. So, I mean, the first part of this question, I told you the answer about two minutes ago. And that is that <laughs> Lupin turns into a wolf. Of course he does. Pettigrew turns into a rat. Sirius turns into a dog. And James turns into a stag. That's great. So there we go. Those are those are what they turn into. But now for the code names, this is probably the more, the more challenging uh, element of the question because it's the one that you don't know, the one that I didn't tell you yet. Uh, I think you could definitely think of the answer, but like I said, definitely uh, the the correct answer is also going to be including why they are called that. I'm sorry, I am <laughs> activating the inner teacher in me, but I just feel like it's too easy if it's just the names. So code names and reasons why. That is this question. And actually, I didn't really think about that for a long time. Um, I I was just always thinking about, you know, their actual names, not really what they meant. But, I mean, just when I was writing this episode like a day ago, it really clicked. And I was like, like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why he's called that. And I mean, I think it's kind of one of those things where like the word just sounds so familiar and just so normal. You don't really stop to think what it actually means. So it made a lot of sense uh, for one of them in, in particular, I was thinking about. Um, and there are a couple different things that it could mean. But one of them, I mean, of course, was kind of the obvious one. Uh, so there we go. But that is I think I, I think I've given you enough time. I think I've stalled enough um so there we go that is our bit of thinking time but here is the answer to the question so what were their code names well of course mooney wormtail padfoot and prongs so now let's 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 go down the list and really talk about why they were called i think mooney kind of obvious the full moon at the werewolf where 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 they turn at the full moon so there we go Wormtail. This is the one that I was really thinking about because I think it had a, kind of a double meaning. Wormtail is, of course, uh, is of course is of course referring to the rat tail that Pettigrew has. Uh, you know that looks like a worm, and it is his tail, Wormtail. But I was kind of thinking that also could have a double meaning as his like slimy betrayal. But then I was thinking that well, made those names before he did that, so that wouldn't make sense. So Mooney Wormtail. My, why is my speaking so messed up today? Uh, Padfoot. Padfoot is, of course, Sirius, and Sirius turns into a dog, and dogs have padded feet, um, and that is why they call him Padfoot, and prongs is, of course, the antlers of the stag are prongs on James's head. So there we go. Those are the codenames, and those are the reasons why they are called that, but let's move on. 
For this question, question number six, we're going to be going back to Snape. And this is definitely uh, the hardest one, well, the last uh, rather difficult question before the challenge question, of course, in this episode, in the main round of this episode. So let's, let's get into this question. This question, question number six, is what did the Marauders call Snape? They didn't call him Snape, they didn't call him Severus, they called him something else. They called him a nickname that is rather mean, and they called him that while they were doing mean things to him. So, there you go. That is the context of worth this question. So, this is definitely one that I think you would have to have read the books to really understand, because thinking back to that memory that Snape had... I think they only maybe said it once. Maybe they they only said his mean nickname once in the memory in the Order of the Phoenix that Harry witnessed. So I think perhaps the books is the way to go if you really want to understand what this question is and really get the the right idea here. So if you have not read the books, I mean, of course you've read the books. Well, no, if you haven't, number one, then stop listening and read them right now. But that is really, really what you're going to have to think back to here because that's where the answer to this question is. And I think anything with the books really is really the thing that really you can think back to and know the answer to the most because you can absorb information from the movies, sure. From the films, you really understand, you know, the characters and you have a good vision. But I think the books are really where the information is, you know, where the trivia is, where all that kind of stuff just lies. So I think that is definitely important to to uh, think of. But this question is, I think, again, like I said, the one of the the, the more hard, the ones on the the harder end of the scale, because it is you know like one of those things that's like it's it's not a get or you don't question, it is a very particular question because it is one piece of information that is really never explored, it's never really gone into deeper, and we don't really know anything else about it besides the actual question, so that is why I think it's probably a more difficult thing to answer. Answer, but nonetheless, I think some people out there must have gotten the right answer by now. So let's just reveal the answer. The answer to this question: Why did the or rather what them did the Marauders call Snape? They called him Snivellus. Snivellus, good old Snivellus Snape. That is what they called him. That, that was his his mean nickname because you know he was you know you like they they made fun of him because he was like they 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 said he was crying, he was sniffling, he was just being really you know babyish and just childlike. So that's that's really why they called him Snivellus. But that is the answer to this question. But let's move on to the final question of the day, question number seven. This is a rather final question, you know, you know, something that to, to end all endings and to cut off all cutoffs. Just a, a fitting end for this episode. It is a simple one, it is an easy one, it is just one to close it all out, to close the loop, to tie the knot, to release the sail, to throw the ashes, whatever you want to say. Here we go. Question number seven, the final question of the main round of this episode how many marauders are alive at the end of the books? <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of depressing. I'm sorry. It, this this question is really one of those that I mean, you just you just know it. You know, you don't really want to say, but you just you just know. You know. So that's the kind of question this is. But figure, let me like, why beat around the bush? You, you just gotta think about it, right? It's the end of the Battle of Hogwarts. You know, we see Harry's walking through the Great Hall. This is before the you know final stand, but after the main battle, the actual. battle battle with the uh, courier apocalypse and all that kind of stuff it's 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 morning and they're morning in the morning and they're all in the great hall they're attending to their wounded they're putting sheets over those who are 
dead, which should give you some hints. But let's just think how many are alive at the end of the this 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 whole battle. And I think before I give you the answer, just just think how many are alive before the battle. That should give you a quick uh, answer. But I mean, let's just let's just do it. So here <laughs> here's the answer. None of them. They're all dead. Sorry to say, they are all dead and gone and forever dispelled into the ether. Sirius dies in the fifth book. James dies before the story even starts. Pettigrew kills himself in a act of uh, repayment to Harry, and Lupin is killed. Kind of a depressing end to this episode, but I think that that has a finality to it. I think that is a a, a fitting, just kind of cut off point. You know, we we have we have jumped off of the cliff. We're now just you know you know we're we 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 hit we hit the water, like like Harry did off the dragon, and now we're just kind of you know swimming to the shore. You know, we're kind of done here. We are we are closing out this episode, and that's that. That's the episode. So I hope you enjoyed. Uh, despite the depressing end, I hope that you at least got some of the questions right. If you did, good job. Actually, this is a there were there were some hard ones in here. So so good job for knowing your stuff. Definitely send me an email if you have any questions about this episode. If you want to share your answers, because again, that uh, there there are some interesting answers that I would like to hear. So the Potter discussion at gmail.com, the Potter discussion at gmail.com for anything you want to say to me, questions, comments, again, answers on the show, anything you want me to see or hear, send me a email, the Potter discussion at gmail.com. You can also send me a DM. My DM, my Instagram is at the Potter discussion, and I am at Potter underscore discuss on twitter again thank you very much for listening but before we tune out there is a challenge question this is you know a rather uh different end to regular but there's a challenge question before we get out of this episode so i will give it to you quickly before we we cut out before the air goes off so the challenge question this week is which marauder do we meet first I'm talking in the story, in the main Harry Potter books, which Marauder do we meet first? Think about this. Don't answer yet. The answer will be on next week's episode. So make sure you tune into that. It'll be the very beginning. Make sure you hear the answer to the challenge question, which Marauder do we meet first? And memories do not count. I want to get that out of the way. So again, thank you for listening. And as always, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you later. This was the Potter Discussion.